Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Ball looking for the run of Fosu, who's onside. Fosu edge of the penalty area. Can he get a shot away? He can, and it's the opening goal. Tariq Fosu sprung the offside trap, gets his second goal of the season, and Charlton's first of the evening. And they're one 0 up here at the Banksy Stadium. Lovely ball forward, sprung the offside trap. Tariq Fosu got behind the Walsall defence, controlled it on the edge of the penalty area, and as Gillespie moved forward slotted it through the legs of the keeper to give Charlton this lead. Cassidy looking to take on his man. Shift it instead across to Billy Clark. Now he chips it in towards McGuinness. McGuinness free header! Oh, what a save against the post by Gillespie! Oh, lovely ball upfield to Fosu. Lovely ball is from him to Ricky Holmes, edge of the penalty. Oh, he takes the shot, but he snatched it. And over the bar. Cassidy's ball comes in, Bowers there. Gets the header, Bower! Oh, and it just drops to Gillespie. Ishmael, behind him is Devlin, he's got space and time to cross this. Devlin into the near post and it's a touch-in from Roberts. Unmarked, edge of the six-yard box, nobody tracking him. And it's flicked in and walls all the level. Levy, Levy down the line to Edwards. Konza comes over, Edwards cuts back on his right. Still Edwards, thinks about a shot. Well over the bar in the end, but it's, in right foot. it's a deep one, free header, oh my word, how did Wilson not connect with that? And secondly, and more importantly, how did he not score? Are your friends and family further out to Fossil on his left, De Silva's on the overlap, De Silva, ball into the box, looking for McGuinness, gets his head there, but just skips off his head in fact, and Solly will pick it up on the far side, chip ball banging in the box, headed clear, drops to Ricky Holmes with a chance, oh what a cracker! Oh, Ricky Holmes, what a belter that is! Absolute stalker of a shot. On the volley on the right foot as the ball dropped from the header clear. Ricky Holmes almost turned and hit it on the volley. Right into the roof of the net. Gillespie with no chance at all and Charlton have a 2-1 lead. With only two and a half minutes left of normal time. What an absolute belter. Ricky Holmes scores tap-ins, I don't think so. All prepared to take the restart. Charlton and Ricky Holmes. You need something special. Ricky Holmes provides it as Walsall get the ball upfield to Aguiar. He's actually ridden the tackle from Bauer. He's on the edge of the box, takes a shot. Oh, and there's the equaliser. Charlton only had the lead for 30 seconds. And Walsall with Aguiar have levelled in similar style with a left foot curling effort. And having been two and up, 
Charlton and pegged back the two all instantly. And it comes, and there is the final whistle here at the Banksy Stadium. Twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. We led for there. Good evening, and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Uh, this is the big match preview. Uh, joining me in the studios, we're going to look ahead to uh, Saturday's game with Fleetwood and look back at Tuesday's game with Walsall. Is a married man for the well. He's survived the marriage so far, nearly nearly two weeks now. Uh, well, nearly nearly a month now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I've forgotten the anniversary. It's Nathan Mother, by the way. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Me, me and Tom. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, doing, living the dream. Living. Yeah. So you notice how uh, slow you were to say living the dream. Now you're married. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've also looked at our uh, form since I've been away. <laughs> living the dream sort of took a stutter. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you yeah, survived no, the hurricane while you're out as well. So. Yeah. A bit blowing. A bit windy out there. Windy, but um, yeah. come back. Well. One piece. Excellent. That's that's good news for everyone concerned. <laughs> uh, on tonight's show, then we are going to look back at the uh, draw with uh, Walsall on Tuesday evening. We're also going to look ahead to um, uh, Saturday's game with Fleet. We're going to hear from Carl Robinson and Chris Solly. Look ahead to the under-23s game here at the Valley tomorrow. Uh, and that's it. We're going to go back as well to 2003 for our Wish We Were There, if I actually remember to play it this uh, this week, which I forgot last week. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, so, Nathan, uh, you obviously weren't at the game because no. you, you've only just come back, but... Um, I mean, were, were those the best twelve seconds of your of your month so far? <laughs> I'm not going to say. I'm going to say something because I know you've been on. Your, I know you've had your honey, <laughs> your uh, wedding night since then. But uh, well, that's what I mean, and that's being generous. Twelve seconds, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, it was a bit of a shock, really, because um, I was um, I was out watching uh, Spurs game, and uh, literally. <laughs> For the space of twelve seconds, me jumping up in O'Neill's in Beckenham to sitting down in my seat, <laughs> mate was like, "What's the matter?" I was like, oh, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> then he see it flash up, and didn't really say much. But yeah, no, it's um, we've had a fair few sort of sort of like smash and grabs, haven't we, in previous years? But uh, yeah, it didn't stop the disappointment, especially scoring what eighty nine. Was it eighty nine? We scored. It was eighty eight, and then they scored yeah. in eighty nine. in between the in between the two goals hit in the back of the net was one minute and nineteen seconds, but actual playing time was twelve seconds. Oh, should have um, milked it a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, hugely disappointing. Uh, I mean, we've now gone four games without a win while you've been away. Mm. Um, is it too early to worry about yeah. getting really stuck into like a? a a long winless run or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Sol said in his interview with um, with you that you know if we, we weren't creating the chances like we probably hadn't been in previous years and scraping jaws and not playing very well, then I would be. But from 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 where I was sort of catching up when I was abroad, it seemed that we were still playing well. We just weren't ruthless enough, which seems to pop up now and now and again. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not worried about. It. I, I was more I was more concerned about. Um, uh, maybe not so the the Wigan game because I we won nil down we were chasing the game it was the Gillingham game that sort of threw me a little bit considering how badly they've been playing but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic in, in my opinion but I know looking at Twitter yesterday I know a couple of people were and I nearly jumped out the window but <laughs> yeah I mean, it's nothing to worry about I don't think yeah, uh, I took, took an early lead in the game. Uh, lovely ball over from Forster Kasky. Forster Kasky was creating a lot in that first mm. half for us, but it was a great ball over the top and uh, for Tariq Fosu to, to go forward and he slotted home between the legs of Mark uh, Gillespie. Now he's been, uh, he's sort of turning out to be a real find, uh, Tariq mm. Fosu, this, this, uh, one of the finds of the summer really for us. Yeah, no, I think I think he's, some of his performances that I've seen as well, he's deserved a lot more. Um, he's just needed that goal, to, a couple of goals to get him going. So hopefully this will... <clears throat> he can push on now but um, 
I mean, for that first game of the season, particularly, he was absolutely amazing. He's just, he's just hit the ground running, and he's going to have to now with obviously Reezy and Marshy coming back as well. Mm. Uh, now, uh, sort of while you've been away, sort of the, the name of the game for us really has been creating chances and not taking them. Now, not, not really against Wigan, where, where we, we we didn't see much of the. Uh, of of the chances, but away at, away at Gillingham, we we you know should have, should have been out of sight before before they taken the lead, and you know you, you look at uh, the home game against Berry, you know we had plenty, we had a, a fair few chances in that second half to try and nick it, uh, and then the same things happened also. So we've gone one nil up, and then I mean almost immediately it was a, a great cross from Forster Kasky, uh, McGinnis completely unmarked, maybe six eight yards out, heads it down, probably does everything right, but it's tipped onto the post. Uh, you know, not long after that, we saw uh, we saw Ricky Holmes firing off target uh, when he was played through as well, and then uh, Bauer not quite connecting with a header from a corner. I mean, like I mean, you, you said it, you said it just then. Do you think the fact we are creating these chances shows makes us more positive, perhaps, than games last year? Well, I mean, because I remember that Port Vale game away last year where we created <laughs> loads of chances, been didn't take them, but that seems to seem to stand out as one whereas we weren't creating as many chances this, uh, last year as we were this year is that something to be a little bit more sort of confident about yeah <clears throat> yeah I think in terms of creating chances it obviously means that you know the guys are doing the, the job on the on the training ground you know that we're creating and finding the space and then it's coming to that last bit of just having that little bit of composure maybe um, obviously not being a a striker, you know, professional striker myself. I'm not going to sit on. I'll finish him, but yeah. that's the only thing I can imagine it because, it, like, like you say, if we weren't creating the chances, you know, like Sol said, we had two chances and that was it. Then you'd be worried, but we're creating them. You know, we're we're pulling teams apart in terms of the space and stuff. So it's just a case of trying to get those players to get a bit more composed in the fine when you know when it comes down to the crunch of trying to put it in the back of the onion bag, but. I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't worry. And I'm, I'm. I think, like Solsky, I think we'll end up smashing someone. I don't know who, but I reckon we will. Hmm. I mean, but the, the the fact that we are missing these chances at the same yeah. time. I mean, does that worry you at all? We. I mean, early on in the season, you know, think of that Northampton game. We seem to be scoring mm. every time the ball came to us, and that has just sort of slowed down slightly. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're going to have peaks and troughs in terms of goal scoring, but yeah, it's. It's disappointing, but at the end of the day, it's what we've got. You know, we've we've got Joe and we've got Josh there, and you know, Carl and I suppose and Rico. But that's they're the cards we've got now, and we've just got to get on with it and just, you know, I don't know. You can try and teach composure or try and make, you know, the players more relaxed in the final third. But oh, if you're if you're getting like I said, if you're creating the spaces and getting the chances, that's the I think the hardest bit. But I mean, now now you just I don't know. You just need to be a bit more. Careful, I suppose. Or what's the word? I keep saying composure, but it must be another word. More, maybe more, even more efficient. Yeah, in front of the exactly. And, that, and that's all it comes down to. So or calmer, perhaps. Yeah. But, um, now we, I mean, we dominated that, that opening half an hour or so when, when we had those, those three or four decent chances where we, we should have, you know, doubled our lead. But as you know, if you go away from home, you don't take your chances when they come. The, the home side is going to start coming back into the game, and I think we saw a, a shot blocked from Morris. Uh, and then sort of five minutes before half-time there was a Devlin cross towards the near post it's Tyler Roberts who scored against us for Shrewsbury last season was in on the act again at the near post and I, um, I, I'm sure you would have seen a replay and I was mm. very very disappointed defending to see uh, a, a player just have that much time and space on the edge of our six-yard box at the near post yeah it's, it's, we just switched off you know and like you say when you go away from home you know you, you're not going to you're not going to expect a home side to sit behind the ball for, for 90 minutes they're going to have to come at you at some stage and on that occasion, 
Um, even though I don't think they created too much, did they? Really, I don't think they threatened us too. Well, no, not much. in the first half. In the so, second half, they started coming yeah, out. Yeah, so they're, they're, you're, you're going to get a prolonged amount of time when they're going to start throwing the kitchen sink at you. And unfortunately for that one, we switched off, and the guy, like you said, he was more more or less a free tapping, which was disappointing. People, people not tracking runners, or but um, especially just before half time as well, because like you said, the first half we should have been out of sight. So one nil, you could have gone in and regrouped and had a bit of confidence back then going in at one all you might be a bit deflated maybe that's why we started the second half so slowly yeah I mean, I mean also just I mean, we still only kept I think two clean sheets this season mm. and we'll, well obviously we're going to talk about the Jason Pierce injury uh, <laughs> later on in the show but I mean is that a worrying statistic or do you think that is just going to be a symptom of the way we set up now as a you know is, we're going to try and outscore you by one even if you score two or three like that that's the sort of team we're going to be now uh, to an extent, yeah, but I think you know we're quite fluid in our play. But I wouldn't say we're overly expansive and you know leave massive gaps everywhere. I still think we're quite conservative in some aspects, especially with the fullbacks. Um, even though Jay is an attacking fullback, he's he's never really caught upfield like massively all the time. But it is. It, well, I wouldn't say it's a worry, but that that needs to improve if we have any chance of finishing that top six. You don't ship goals for fun and win a league. Here. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's got to improve, um, and it'd be interesting. I haven't found, but just find out what our, where our goals are coming, conceding are coming from. Are, you know, are they crosses, you know, or are they set pieces? It'll be interesting to see that, and then it'll probably give us a better indicator on where we well where we need to improve. Really, yeah. at the start of the uh, second <laughs> half, it was uh, it was Walsall's half in that second half. In Aaron, what Zuma, the former Dulwich Hamlet man, had a free kick that went just over. I think Joe Edwards flashed sort of flashed a drive over from from distance. There was a free header at the far post for Wilson. Uh, from a I think a free kick or a corner that was a real let off mm. um, and uh, but I mean, as the game's going on you're seeing these these chances sort of wasted and you, you're getting towards the, the closing stages and you're thinking right at this point we're about 5-10 minutes left you're thinking probably take a point now um, <laughs> you know, you've gone away to a Walsall team that, that haven't lost at home all season uh, and you haven't played well in that second half you think okay you take a point but then just out of absolutely nowhere uh, I mean, th- this is this is the the benefit of having players of the quality of Ricky Holmes uh, in your squad is that they, they can score from just absolutely nowhere. And it's just a you know hopeful ball into the box that comes off the top of McGuinness's head. Solly's got forward there to to lap it up and, and keep it alive, put it back into the box and headed clear like a reasonable header towards the edge of the box. And the, I mean, the stunning technique on that volley, Ricky Holmes. The ball's dropping sort of over his shoulder. He's got to take a couple of steps back as well, which I think you know, even makes it even more difficult. And and the power on it. Um, and, and flies sort of down down the middle of the goal and into the back of the net, and then with a minute and a half, two and a half minutes left, you're thinking, "There we go, we've nicked it." And when when you see a goal like that, I mean, you, you think we've got to see this out now, surely? Well, yeah, you'd, you'd think so, and especially you you leave it leave them the home side, you know, with a couple of minutes um, to grab something. But in that point, as soon as they they kick off, you know they're going to throw the absolute kitchen sink. So. We, again we've switched off so two goals we've just switched off yeah it was a worldie but he shouldn't have been, probably shouldn't have got into that position to let him shoot from you know get on his left, with left foot wasn't it go on his foot and then yeah. just bend it in or whatever but it, 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 we switched off again late in the game and it's cost us dearly so you know like I just looked at the concede, uh, the goals conceded Shrewsbury have conceded seven we've conceded 14 that's mm. double Wigan six Scunthorpe three you know they're top, and that's what needs to improve. I mean, goals. I don't. I don't think we're going to struggle to score goals. It's no. it's that defence where the previous years it was always the other way around, wasn't it? So because we was just shipping goals, but 
Yeah, so we just have to dust ourselves down, I suppose. Yeah, shows how important Ricky Holmes is, though, I guess. Yeah. Uh, talk about his goal. You know, we, we missed him during that game against Barry. And like I say, sometimes when, when you're not playing that well, you do need a player who can just produce a bit of magic out mm. of nothing. And, uh, you know, w- w- the likes of uh, Reeves and Marshall coming coming into the team as well, we'll probably have a couple more of those soon. But, uh, yeah, Ricky Holmes is uh, standing in the squad. Can't be underestimated, really, can it? No, I mean, he'll, he'll, like you say, he'll, come, he'll pick up... You know, a free kicker. There was that stat I see the other day that Ricky Holmes is the at the top four tiers has scored the most goals outside the box, hasn't he? In yeah, the last couple of seasons or something. So, and listen, he's, he's it's not even just his technique and his goal scoring ability. It's his work rate and his determination, and it's just everything. And you know, obviously, we're really lucky to have him, especially with in the summer with Sheffield United. So, and like you say, Reeves and Marshy are going to push him now. Um, but it also might be a good thing so if he does need a rest here and there we're not because I would imagine at some points we Robbo would probably want to leave him out but we can't because of how crucial is to us to us so but um, yeah no he just comes up with every week he don't score tappings does he no so um, after that after the disappointment of that of that last minute equaliser I mean if you look at the point in isolation is that an alright point I mean obviously we have now gone four games without a win but mm. point on the road at Walsall is that is that you know within the context of a season that's not too bad yeah. I guess but I mean, yeah, like you said, they were unbeaten. They were unbeaten at home, you know. I think they were like twelfth or something, or fourteenth something before the game. They weren't up there, but there ain't no slouches. So, um, if if you offered me a point before the game, I, I probably would have said yes because I still think you win your own games and you draw draw your ways, then you're more or less going to be okay. But you obviously win win some on the way. But in the situation of being two one up with two minutes to go, it feels like a defeat, even though it, obviously it was a draw. But yeah. It was disappointing, but I've probably more disappointed with the uh, obviously the Gillingham and possibly the Berry game. So yeah, it's just, we're going to get those results though. You know, even though we played well, I don't want everyone to get carried away thinking we're going to smash teams every week because there are going to come times where we're not. Hmm. Excellent. Right after the game, I caught up with uh, Charlton manager Carl Robinson just a snippet of the interview after the two-two draw with Walsall. Carl, that was a crazy end to the game. What are your feelings after the draw? Frustrated as always. Um, I just feel like I can come out and say and repeat again. You come away from home, you take the lead. They're two goals. Listen, every every goal, every manager up and down the country and say there was a, this fault, that fault. There's always going to be. Fault. That's why you score because somebody switches off. Um, but there he goes. I, I was trying to make a sub. I was trying to. I was trying to get the players to slow down to get Naby on to put him in front of the back four to go and attack everything in the air. I didn't even have time to make the sub. Um, uh, I'm not going to come in and, and, and criticise, but we have to be better in certain situations. Uh, with the first 35 minutes, we, we were unreal. We should have been out of sight again. Um, but again, you might as well just keep playing the same ones over and over again. I uh, don't think anyone can say we played bad here again tonight. Um, and we've second half, they were the best team in my mind. But it's not like they were the better team by miles. It, they, they weren't better than us than what we were better than them in the first half. That makes sense. We have, so it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for everybody. It's for the fans who turn up, for me, stood on a touchline. Sometimes in football seasons, you have these moments where you just can't really fathom it out to put your finger on it. And um, we should be sat here with another three points in some ways. Today, if I'm being totally honest, with about 80 minutes to go, we looked a little bit off it. The beauty for me now, Mark Marshall and Ben Reid are back in the squad on Saturday. Um, I've tra- I took them for training this morning. Um, we're going to have a much stronger bench that you can put on to change things. Um, I've got players on the bench to, to put on. If, if Listen, I was trying to put Naby on. I've got players behind us. Losing Pearcey yesterday was a big loss to us, getting the results to him. Um, but the players have come here and they've worked the socks off. Just We haven't killed the game when we were on top. And listen, when you scored in the 86 minutes, 
and I can see it in the 86 and a half minutes it's uh, it's disappointing and it's uh, it's frustrating uh, that was some strike though from, from Ricky Holmes late on it shows the, the sort of quality you do still have in your squad and the, the, you well, just mentioned the two players coming back as well They're going yeah, I thought, I thought young Tariq was excellent today as well I thought he was probably one of our shining lights throughout the course of the game Jake and Cashy they had a 30 minute spell where they didn't win many things but for the 60 minutes other than that they, were, they, they ran the game um, Esri Concer the back looked exceptional stepping out and playing now from the back Souls looked strong it was just disappointing the goal we got caught again flat footed on the near post it's something that we've worked on something we've spoken about and you know what you've got to take things on board doesn't matter who, who's in charge of any football club you have to take information on and you have to do it when I just said it's, it's that fire and ice the fire in your belly and the ice in your mind to, to play the game calm without any emotion um, and, and when you make, play a game calm, you, you generally your mistakes are, are reduced. But the moment we're getting carried away, we're getting either too far past the near post, i.e. against Gillingham, or staying inside the near post and letting people get across you. So we've got to make sure that we get it right. And, and like I say, the players are working hard. They can't do any more. We've got a very slight squad, as you can see. Um, but added to the squad for next week, actually Page is trained today, uh, Reeves is trained today, and Mark Marsh is trained today. And two of them will definitely be in the squad on Saturday. to Holmes. Holmes now attacking the left-hand edge of the penalty area. Goes past his man, Ricky Holmes, into the box. Chips the ball back across, looking for McGinnis, gets his head yes! And there's the opening goal! Charlton with a superb start to the game, a lovely work to Welcome back to Channel Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the big match preview. Just hearing there from Carl Robertson after the draw with uh, Walsall during the week. Um, he, he, he sort of admitted, he, he, sound, he admitted himself, he's sounding a bit like a broken record at the moment mm. in terms of the last three games now. He's had to come out and bemoan all those chances we've missed in front of goal. Yeah, it's probably for the same as watching it as well, thinking it's Groundhog Day, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like we've already touched on it, but it's, what, what can you do, you know? And. He said it's probably a little fine, a bit finer things that they probably need to concentrate on. But you know, he alluded to saying you know that we we've played well and we are like a. He sounded like a broken record, but uh, I know it might be annoying, but it is the truth. You know, you can only you can only say how the game's gone. You, you know, there's no way of polishing it, is there? That you've just got to say we just wasn't we didn't take our chances, and that's. That is what it is. You can't really dress it up as anything else. Well, what do you think you can do to try and get us back onto that form we were showing at the start of the season in terms in terms of winning those games? Because it's, it's just felt over the last mm. the last the last couple of games now we just seem to have forgotten how to get over the line. Really? Yeah. Um. I, I think I think the the players coming back, um, will prove you know useful. I'm not obviously I don't think Marshy and Reeves are going to come in and set the world alight playing ninety minutes. But obviously as they get fitter, they're going to start pushing people. Um, the only thing that will concern me is, is is Josh. If Josh does go through a spell, um, you know we're going we're to have to shove Joe in there, Joe Dodu or Dodu, however you pronounce it. But um, I just don't think there's enough competition up there for Josh. That's my only concern. Is if if Josh needs a t- bit of time out because you know he's doing internationals and you don't want him to burn out because it's a long time till January still. Um, so that's my only concern in terms of going forward. But there's not, like I said earlier, there's not much you can do really. You just got to keep. You know, keep doing what you're doing and you're getting in the right areas, and it will come. It will come eventually. Right, we had an email during the week from Peter Beeling. 
Uh, subject line is 1974. He said, I've been suffering supporting Charlton since 1974. Uh, if I'd just woken up from a coma since that time and watching Charlton sometimes is coma-inducing, uh, I'd be excused for thinking that nothing at Charlton had changed. Same old management with a lack of ambition resulting in a lack of investment in the team, resulting in a team with some good individuals, individuals but lacking squad depth, resulting in a mediocre team in a mediocre league. Uh, resulting in supporters finding something better to do with their time rather than support a club that doesn't give a damn. It's not a boycott. In most cases, it's apathy. Uh, all that effort of getting back to the Valley, working hard to get support back via uh, target 10,000 and getting promoted to the Premier League is in real danger of going to waste. Crowds below 10,000 now will be back to the 1974 levels of 5,000 to 6,000 soon unless this poor excuse for an owner and his clueless cohorts leaves and soon. That's from Peter Beerling. Thanks for your email, Peter. I mean, it's it's only been discussed over the time you know if you look back ten fifteen years we're in the Premier League and and how the crowds are now dwindling mm. and there, there is a real danger I mean it might have already happened that we we've lost a hell of a lot of support in that time and 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 the crowds are really low in the it's probably probably looking at around the ten thousand mark mm. less than ten thousand for 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 the last game with Berry yeah. and that was on a Saturday yeah that you know they have been they have been dwindling for um, obvious reasons. Uh, I, I think it, naturally, I think if if we start, you know, playing well, or if we were at the top of the league, and I know there's loads of factors that will need to happen first for that to happen, but I, I think the crowds will come back. You know, I think if we somehow got promoted this year, I think the crowds. I'm not saying we'll fill the ground with 27,111 people, but it will go up again. And once you start performing again, it will go up. It will go up. It will go up. But yeah, it's been dwindling. Um, um, and yeah, and it, I, th- I think this year is a lot better. Into he mentioned he, Peter mentioned it was Peter, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he, he mentioned the squad depth, which I can understand in previous years. I mean, we spoke about you said at length on this on this show, but I think this year, I'm, I'm apart from up top, I'm I'm quite happy with the squad that we've got this year. Um, maybe light in areas, but it's certainly better than what we've had in recent years. Mm. In ter- not in terms of quality and in terms of cohesion and the way with the, that we're playing. So. But this is, we can only hope that you know the, we play well, go up the table, and the crowds obviously come back because it's great when it's full. Yeah, uh, Mark Newbury's just emailed says, "Evening, chaps. Listen to you guys, but watching the Arsenal game to see which kids we can get on loan in <laughs> January. That uh, that Jack Wilshire's looking good. <laughs> good, uh, good to hear Nathan back in the studio. Pete's come back uh, to a bit of an odd spell, but we are far more dynamic this season, and the shot stats back that up." Mm. and we will stuff someone soon and Chris mm-hmm. Solly agrees with him we're going to hear from Solly in a few seconds time I hope that Marshall will live up to his hype and back up a thin forward line and Big Josh gets back safely from the international weekend if he gets a knock then starting with Dodo or Dodo even is not really uh, anything which breeds confidence question being do you think if Ricky Holmes ups his form and someone comes in for him would uh, we be tempted to sell with Fosu and Marshall available uh, options uh, a big offer might be too much for someone to turn down surely I mean if we had any real ambitions of, of getting out of this league then they'd ne- they wouldn't even dream of selling Ricky Holmes if someone came in in the in January and I can't imagine someone would come in with that big an offer mm. just purely because of his age yeah I mean for for us to consider it I think if we were no if there was no way that we were going to make playoffs I think they'd consider it um, but that said yeah, age is one factor. Another factor, he's got another contract. It's a longer contract. So Peter, they're going to be having to pay in excess. We're probably going to be quoting over one and a half, I reckon. And are you? he's not really going to have any selling value. So you're going to have to have someone 
um, who's got a bit of cash that's gonna and thinks that he's gonna hit it at a higher level, which I think Ricky can um, for you know two three years. That's why I don't think um, it'll probably happen. But if if someone was crazy enough to pay silly money for him, and there was no way we could get promoted, can I see him going? Yeah, of course I can. Mm. As a, as a, you know, as as a board, I can see that they would sell him if there was no way we could get promoted. I don't agree with it, but I reckon we would. Right. Also, on Tuesday after the game, we got a second interview of the season with uh, now first team captain Chris Solly. <laughs> he used to be a one interview a season man, but I think now he is taking on the the first team captain role with Jacko as a, a player coach. He seems to be uh, putting himself forward a bit more. So this is what Chris Solly had to say after the game with Warsaw on Tuesday. Chris, is it possible to describe the emotions uh, of that game, having gone up, uh, gone ahead near the end with the worldie and the emotions that followed, and then? Uh, losing it right at the end yeah strange game really for 30 minutes we absolutely battered them was playing unbelievable stuff could have been out of sight really and then we were poor really for the from 50 minutes after that if you told me in the 80th minute you'd have took a, taken a point we'd have probably accepted that on the balance of play it'd probably been a fair result but then obviously to get the goal so late you've got to hold that you've got to hold on to the win there you've got to take the three points so it's massively frustrating and disappointing in the end is it the manner of the strike, you know, the way, the way it went in, and the, and the, and the fact that it's near the end that makes uh, the, you know everybody just switch off a little bit because of the uh, celebrations are still in the head? Yeah, but we'd spoke, we celebrated here, and we spoke about that, and the gaffer made it sure everyone switch on there, see the game out, and well, 99 times out of 100, you're thinking the, the fella ain't going to score from there. It's a wonder strike. We should have dealt with it better leading up to that, but it's an absolute wonder strike, and Amos had no chance getting to it, so. <laughs> Does it uh, play in a player's mind? You said yourself uh, we started uh, superbly. Tariq got the goal and uh, for the first 35, 40 minutes, um, maybe about 35 perhaps, they couldn't live with us and then uh, they get their equaliser with probably only their third attempt in the game. Um, does that make your heads drop? Or uh, you'll, you'll see any any game of football, we was on top for 35 minutes. At, at some stage, the opposition are going to have a five, ten minute spell, but you've got to see that out. And we obviously didn't do that. So we've come in at half-time, regrouped, never really got going in the second half. And that's what we spoke about, that if we're going to be playing like that, it was going to take a wonder strike to win us the game. And Rick's pulled one out of the hat. So we've got to see that out. We've got to be better at doing that. And that's why it's so frustrating. But fair play to their lad. He's another wonder strike to, to get them the point. Do you, in hindsight, look at uh, the way that goal went in and think, well, you know, he's actually picked at the top corner. Nobody could have done anything about it. You have to take it on the chin. Obviously, leading up to the goal, we can do better. Like obviously, the, their right-back's had a free header. He's nipped inside. We maybe should have dealt better with the second ball. For him to get into that position, he, sh- he shouldn't have been able to. But then from there, yeah, take your hat off to him. There's nothing you can do there. Keeper can't do nothing about that. He's found the top corner. We went it up, and in previous games, we've had uh, decent uh, chances to, to win games. And uh, opposition keepers have had, uh, have had great games to, to keep us out. That save that he pulled off, uh, the keeper pulled off against uh, Josh McGuinness. Yeah. Did everybody think, "Oh no, here we go again"? <laughs> no, because I was, I was confident we'd get the win tonight. But obviously, that was an unbelievable save. Just tipped it onto the post. There was two or three other chances where maybe we should have taken, taken our chances. But look, if it'll be worse if he wasn't creating them. If we was coming here now, we've drawn two all, created two chances, we'd be more disappointed. We could have had five or six again tonight. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's been the same case for the past three or four games. So one team is going to be on the end of an hiding, hopefully, and hopefully that will be Saturday. Josh mentioned after Saturday it's a case of trying to let the frustration get to you and so the team doesn't get down as a whole as a result. Oh, that's one thing. We've got real good characters in there and real like bubbly personalities, so we'll never be down in there. Even though results haven't gone for us the past couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll start get once we get one win, we'll get three or four like we did before, and that'll shoot us back up the table. Disappointed with the news for Jason Pearce alongside you. Uh, so now you've got a new, uh, uh, you've got Esri Conzer in there, somebody yeah. different to, to play with. Um, but Esri stepped in fine tonight. Yeah, Pearce is a big loss because he's a big leader. But that's probably one position on the pitch where we are covered. We've got so much quality at centre half. Es come in and he was brilliant tonight. I thought so. Yeah, at least we've got good cover for Pearce. And you're uh, enjoying the role of skipper uh, on the right hand side. Does that bring a little bit of extra pressure and a little bit of extra disappointment that we didn't get the result? To be honest, it doesn't really affect the way I play. If I'm captain or not, it wouldn't change the way I'm in the dressing room, the way I'm around the place. I always try and lead out there as much as I can and set, set an example. So but it's something here I certainly enjoy and I enjoy that responsibility. Cheers, thank you. So how big a miss do you reckon Jason's going to be? Uh, like we just spoke about then, like as big a leader he is, and don't get me wrong, he's a top player, but with, with the quality of Ez coming in, He's an England international under 20, just won the World Cup. He's got so much quality, so we're not going to miss Piercy too much with the quality we've got stepping in. And in terms of a boost, um, Carl was saying that there's a chance that, that Reeves and Marshall will be involved in the squad on, on Saturday. How big a boost will that be? That'll be huge. When you look at the bench, with them two names on their oppositions will be worried immediately. As a fullback myself, I don't want to be. I don't want to be facing Reevesy or Marshy for the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes of a game. So once they're back flying, then it'll, it'll only make us stronger. Johnny Jackson! It's Jackson! Charlton Live. So welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the big match preview uh, coming at you live from the Valley with Louis Mendes and Nathan Muller in the studio here. Just hearing there from uh, Mr. Chris Solly. Now obviously Nathan's taken over sort of first team captain duties uh, this uh, this uh, year. Um, not in that clip, but we did ask him. Oh no, he was in that clip. Terry asked him um, about about the. Uh, the duties in service. It doesn't really change him, really. I mean, would you expect it to change a player if you have to take on those duties? No, I don't think. I don't think. I think it's just something that comes naturally, and we all know that he's not going to be the probably the vociferous one like say Pierce would. Um, but Souls leads by by example, and in terms of how good he is, and how and probably off the pitch as well, and. You don't have to, you know. You don't have to be screaming and shouting. All the, you know, you can have other. You could, it doesn't mean the whole of the rest of the the other ten players are going to be sitting there in silence, standing there in silence. You know, you're going to have Lee Pierce. He's a leader. 
you know, obviously Amos is really experienced. You, Cashy, Cashy's also gives his, uh, well, he's not slapping people, gives his <laughs> point. Um, you know, Josh is experienced and home. So you'll you have other lead, leaders in there. So Solly just leads by example. And I think we all know he's never going to be the shouty type. So I, I, I think it's fine. I don't mind him as captain. At all. And he seems confident that we're going to hand out a hiding to someone yeah. soon. Do you, and you yeah, agree I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, there's going to come a time. I mean, there's not very, very, very rare... But very rare. It's not been many occasions we've actually trounced someone. I can't remember the last time. Northampton really four one. We scored four at Oldham, but it was conceded yeah. three at the same time. The last so. time we beat them was like five nil or something. Or like f- Ugh, I don't know. So, yeah, that, it's been a while. But the way we're playing, it's just I can no, see Bristol it coming. Rovers last season, we yeah. See, that was a good one. That was a good one where we trounced them literally. Um, but yeah, I think it's coming. But we run at the teams we're playing aren't going to be. Um, they're going to be hard to do it against. I mean, Fleetwood, obviously not Peterborough now, but it's going to be hard. But I, yeah, I agree. I think there's going to come a time we're going to have to trounce someone soon. Right. Uh, also on uh, Tuesday night, we did uh, receive some bad news. Unfortunately, uh, I had to speak to Carl Robertson about the injury to Jason Pierce. Carl gave us the uh, the bad news. He's going to be out for quite a while. You mentioned Jason Pierce. They were seen leaving the Vanion Crutches. I understand there's an update. Yeah, ten weeks. Ten weeks. And is it a, is a similar injury to Mark Marshall right here? Yeah, but where Mark she's was complete. His is complete but not gone. It, there's still some tension in that. So it's not to the levels of what Marshy was, but we're only talking two weeks maybe difference. So it's a, it's a big loss to everybody, but that's an area with Lexi Vez stepping in and Abby still being here. We've st- and, then, and Harry Lennon getting back fit. We've got a number of players in there, but let's not get it wrong. Pierce, he's been one of our best players at the course of the season. He's a true leader. Um, and he doesn't. He brings tremendous qualities. It's not just always what he does on the pitch with PSG. There's a there's a leadership qualities that we you know he possesses. So there we go. Jason Pierce has suffered a knee injury, very similar to the one that Mark Marshall uh, himself suffered in that pre-season win at Stevenage. That's kept him out from since pre-season up to now, and we're just sort of midway through September. We're coming to the end of September now, really, aren't we? So mm. uh, it's it's a long injury. Um, I mean, we have got Esri Konza who can step up into and fill that breach, and we have still got Naby Sarr, who's, who's yet to, you know, hasn't really had, had many chances yet this season. Harry Lennon sort of on his way back as well. But, I mean, in terms of a leader, because that that's what I was saying before the game uh, on Tuesday at Walsall, in terms of a vocal leader at the back, I mean, Pearcey, you, you expect him to be more vocal than the likes of Esri or the likes of Patrick Bauer. So, just in terms of organisational skills as well as what else he brings to the team, that, that, that's going to be a big miss. Yeah, I mean, and since he signed, he's been the best centre-half we've, we've had at the club, even when Tex was here. You know, Tex was good, but Pearcey was, yeah, on the pitch, amazing, ability-wise, and... And obviously, vocally, he's just he organises things. He gets his head, you know. He's no nonsense, you know. He just gets the job done. He's solid, you know, steady Eddie. But yeah, we're going to miss him. We will miss him. But um, it's a bit like that would be the key for me, like you mentioned, is in terms of organisation. Paddy's not a, a shout arriver, you know. Jay's still quite inexperienced. Souls is quiet. Ez is, is you know, isn't the most vociferous either. So that's what's going to be our our problem if there is one. So, but it's the, like like he said, it's time for it's either Naby or it would probably be Ez. But it'll be time for them to step up now, and then Jason will have to try and get in in front of you know Paddy or Ez if you know when he's back fit. But I mean, we we saw last year when he got he got that injury. At, um, uh, 
Bradford away mm. when his uh, groin detached. Yeah, uh, sounds so painful. Sounds painful. Again, that, that didn't happen on your honeymoon? No, no, uh, no uh, nearly. Nearly. Only good. from nearly slipping in the pool. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, <laughs> but, but, but one, once he was out, we had a dreadful run of form last season. Um, obviously, it won't all be down to him being out. But in, in terms of you know, a, a, a player that can miss, I mean, that might even be at the back of people's minds. We, we didn't win many games when he was out last year. Yeah, no, we didn't. And it's it's going to be a worry when you you know when you lose your spine of your team. Even you know if Touchwood Cashy got injured or you know forced the Caskey to an extent or Josh, when you have the spine of your team, you know you're gonna you're gonna miss him. And I think it's not only ability, like I said, it's his his leadership qualities that we're gonna miss. But it is what it is, and we've we can't do anything about it. We've just got to get on with it and. You know, we're gonna maybe we need a little bit more protection from Cashy, but I don't really. What else can you do? Yeah. I mean, I mean you, and you can't forget how good Esri Conzer is, really. I mean, he was no, he yeah. was excellent on uh, on on Tuesday night. Obviously, there'll be questions over mm. the positioning for the uh, for the first Walsall goal where the, the the back four there let someone go. But I mean, he, he's an England international, mm. and yeah. and and you know, as uh, I think Carl sort of admit, admits in press day today that they, he wasn't playing as much at the start of the season because they thought there was a chance he was going to go. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, there is a, a high amount of quality that, that's coming in in Jason Pierce's place. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question in terms of Ez's potential, and you know, he's he's still a good, you know, he's still a good defender. But my only problem would be is if we come against a big, old-fashioned centre uh, centre centre forward. That's the only time where I'll be worried of playing against someone with Paddy and uh, Ez. I think Ez is that ball-playing defender, which you know he, he's he's amazing. But Jason's that one. You know, we'll get into a scrap. Whereas, I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly critical, but I don't. I can't see that happening with Paddy or Ez. Mm. Um, but hopefully, I'm proved wrong. And like, like Cole said in his interview, you know, Ez is another year older. He's another year smarter. So let's only, let's only hope. Mm. Right. All... Let's have a quick break here on Chat Live. Back in uh, thirty seconds or so. This is what we came here for. We came here for love. I know it's, I know it's here. This is what we came here for. Conte does superbly well to win it off of uh, Maloney. And now set up a Hearn Grant on the left-hand side of the penalty area. A Hearn Grant. Little step over. Ball back across. Oh, behind everybody. It's going to be picked up by Forster Kasky on the other side of the penalty area. Forster Kasky, left foot shot. Oh, what a goal. Oh, what a finish. Oh, oh, oh. What a belter from Jake Forster Kasky to absolutely round off a glorious afternoon for the Addicts. So did Bishkan, headed back in by Fish, and now by Eski, and then back in by Bob. He's done it again. 
penalty was being held, I thought, and so did referee Styles more significantly. It's a penalty. 2 2. Eight goals in eight games for Michael Owen. Football matches. It's incredible, isn't it? One moment Liverpool attacking, the next moment Charlton are at their throats. There they go with Lisby. What a run! The time, and I'm sure we'll get that in a moment from Dean Kiley's throw out to Lisbon when he ends the back of the net. But that is absolutely top draw finish. He really does because not only does he beat his man, he has the ability and the composure to have a little look at where the goalkeeper is, and the execution of the finish is magnificent. Fourteen years ago today, Kevin <laughs> Lisby's hat trick uh, against Liverpool. And that's one of, one of my all time favourite games uh, here at Charlton. Mm. Sunday's live on Sky went went down early, uh, and uh, I mean, no one would have expected Kevin no. Lisby to have scored a hat trick. <laughs> no, I mean he scored what sixteen goals in his time, didn't he, or something? Oh, no, for a hundred games, got sixteen goals. So he wasn't the most prolific, but. Yeah. Um, he did split opinion, mm. um, but I, I used to like him, and yeah, that game. Uh, still thinking back now, I still can't believe it happened. But mm. yeah, no, he was a he was a good little good little <laughs> player. He, I don't know, they just they, I don't know. They just, I remember they wanted that, him to do well after that, after that spell. He, he, he had I thought he was going to go off on a run. I remember him playing really well against Birmingham away not long after, but then getting injured, mm. and that sort of ruined his career again because yeah. he, he, he never hit the heights he could have. I mean, also remember on like on Listen to Five Live that day uh, so Lisby had scored a hat-trick so a defender had scored a hat-trick for Everton I remember saying oh two very unlikely hat-tricks it's all about striker here <laughs> yeah. but there you go Kevin Lisby's hat-trick against Liverpool was 14 years ago today and now we can segue quite nicely into the fact that Liverpool are returning to the Valley tomorrow evening Friday uh, 7 o'clock for the uh, under-23s it's a Premier League Cup the Charlton Athletic under-23s uh, playing here at the Valley 7pm kick-off £5 entry or it's free uh, if you've got Valley Garden. Obviously, the Premier League Cup is uh, a chance for uh, our academy, which is actually, actually you know, very successful over the last few years, and we see the first-team graduates. They've actually had a, a slightly difficult start to, to this season, but it's a chance for them to play uh, teams from you know, uh, you know, Grade 1 academies as well. So they're chance, uh, Liverpool, a Liverpool team that I think have got 100% record yeah. uh, so far this season. But if you come down tomorrow or t- today, if you're listening on the Friday, you get the chance to see the players like George Lapsey, who we saw uh, scoring his debut against Crawley, Taylor Maloney played in that game, Aaron Barnes, Archie Edwards, all these up-and-coming stars, uh, a chance for, to see them here at the Valley. And if, if you're around to, tomorrow night, it's worth seeing. Yeah, no. If, it's, if, if you know if you're in the area, or you you know you ain't got nothing to do. I would, you know if I could make it, I would, but I can't. Um, but yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough test, like you said. Looking at their previous uh, 
fixtures. Uh, they've beaten some good, good little academies in there, so uh, it's going to be difficult. Um, but this is what you, this is what you got to come against. Sometimes you got to play the best to beat, and you have to be, yeah. be the best. So it'd be a good experience yeah. for for these players to, to play at the Valley, for example. You know, they, they tend to play their home games down at Greenwich Borough. Uh, we get one man and his dog uh, turning up, and, and obviously to, to play in a big stadium against a difficult tie, a team, it's gonna, it's all going to be good experience for them. Yeah, no, it'd be great, and you know, if people want to see, you know, the likes of you know where Addy came from and Ez and Souls, it's their chance to have a look, and then hopefully they can follow them more, and you know, hopefully Valley it will show what Valley Gold's good at, and mm. you know, hopefully we can yeah. get. A, Decent result against a very difficult team. I mean, we saw we saw George Laps. He scored his uh, his goal on his debut against mm. Crawley in, in in the check yourself before you wreck yourself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, players like him, Taylor Malone, do you think they've got a chance of getting a little bit more game time this year? Obviously, plays in uh, a position where there's a lot of competition, really, yeah. George. But yeah, I think it would be difficult. Um, but you, you never say never. You know, Joe Arebo came out of nowhere more or less, didn't he? And he he, he played well for the under twenty threes, and he came in and he got. I think he got a hat trick of assist, didn't he? He's for his debut, didn't he, Joe? Uh, not on his or debut, two? but against uh, is it, who's uh, it against uh, against Bristol Rovers, Bristol Rovers. That was on his second game. Bristol yeah. Rovers, yeah. He's got, he basically had four uh, assists in his first two games. Exactly. So you know, and it, he you know he was flirting with the first team, and he's obviously proved himself in the under twenty three. He's got his chance, and he's taken it. Yeah, he's not been playing as much recently, but. This is a prime example. If you know, if you can prove yourself playing against a, a very good, you know, Liverpool youth side, who knows what can happen? But you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? So, mm. right. So, if you fancy coming down to that, it's uh, Friday, uh, seven pm kickoff here at the Valley. So tomorrow uh, or today, depending on when you listen to the podcast, seven uh, seven pm kickoff, five pound entry. It's free for Valley Gold. Right. Time to look ahead. Saturday, we're making the uh, long old trip up to Fleetwood. Uh, a suburb of Blackpool, which is always a treat to, to head up that way. Uh, and uh, we're taking on uh, Uwe Rosler's side, a team we've never lost to or ever beaten because we've drawn the only two times we've ever played them. Carl Robinson, of course, looks ahead to the game, talking to BBC Radio Kent's Tony Hudd. Talking to Charlton manager Carl Robinson ahead of Saturday's trip to Fleetwood. Carl, you've lost defensive linchpin Jason Pierce to long-term injury. But on the plus side, every concept has the chance to underline his enormous potential. Yeah. Um, Pierce is a big blow to us. He's a leader. He's a, he's a motivator. He's, he's great in the dressing room. So it's a big loss. But like I always say, I'm not one to, to go back in time. It's about what the future can bring. And now this is his chance to show us what he's made of. Listen, he, he is one of the best central defenders outside the, the top flight. Um, and the reason why he's not been playing because he's still learning and everybody in this building knows that he's going to get to the pinnacle of our game and we know that we know we're fighting off we, we, we turned down bids in the summer we knew he'd be an important asset of what we're trying to achieve um, and we knew there was more development and growth in him um, but he didn't play at the start of the season because we all thought he might have gone um, and then we started well but now his chances arose and, and hopefully he takes it now you visit Fleetwood on Saturday's side fresh from a 3-0 win at Bradford City in midweek. But you expect to have Mark Marshall and Ben Reeves available for selection. Are they fully fit? They're not fully fit, no. Um, there's 15 minutes and 25 minutes in them. Uh, but my, my thinking behind it was that they could have stayed behind and done some conditioning work. Um, but they will both play 50 minutes on Tuesday night. Tuesday afternoon, I think we're playing... Uh, Behind closed doors game, we've got a range for them. Needs to switch. Um, there's one or two things that are coming up that we can. We've got a window of opportunity now, um, and I felt that they needed to be part of the team. Listen, when our players, our top players, are looking over to the bench, and you've got Mark 
Marshall and Ben Reeves ready to come on as an injection of real quality. Um, and the opposition manager, I guarantee you, will know who they are. And uh, no disrespect to some of the young players, but the, the unpredictability of a youngster is, is, is what I love. But the, we know, we know Ben Reeves is as good as it gets. We know Mark Marshall is one of the best wingers in the league. And them coming on for the last 15, 20 minutes will be will be difficult for the opposition. And uh, that's the bit that we're, we're extremely looking forward to. Will they come on against Fleetwood on Saturday? 100%. So we're going to see them on Saturday at Fleetwood? Both of them? Oh, that's winning by a lot. <laughs> um, and I'm sure the <laughs> listen, what, what we depend upon the results, but they are ready to, put, to participate. Um, and we don't have to worry about that. They've trained. I stay behind and sort of for training with Lee on uh, on Tuesday morning, and we we the all completing their seven k in a training session. So we're only asking them to come on. Even if you come on for twenty minutes, you're still only looking at a three point five with with not a mass velocity or high intensity distance covered. It won't be as meters per minute. Won't be as high as what we did here on the Tuesday. So we we've covered all the bases um and like i said and then after saturday they drop into then another two week conditioning program so it's all a question now of match fitness yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah. so hopefully we can get that sooner rather than later carl with most clubs having played 10 games do you think the league one is sorting itself out now yeah i do i think everyone always looks at the 10 game mark as the first indicator um and the teams who are top congratulations they've started wonderfully well um, the teams are at the bottom, they'll be looking to climb out of that immediately. The ones who are in the middle will be looking to try and jump a little bit higher or stay away from the bottom. We're in a very uh we're in a position where we feel we can we can we can push on. Um with Mark Marshall and Reeves coming back. And there's one or two things that we're looking at maybe that we can strengthen ourselves in. Um so for what we've had available, I am really pleased for the players. I'm so proud of the players, I really am. Uh, we only I can't question any of their effort. I think the fans hopefully can see that results aren't always what we what we want because they're never always going to be perfect. Never going to be perfect. We started the season with great results. We've 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 not lost in the last two. Should have won, um, but lost the two before, which hindered us a little bit. Um, and we feel disappointed. We feel more frustrated that we've not got more than what we've got. But with the players coming back, we're only going to get better. And I think we're in a. Nobody was really talking about us. It's nice that, that we can just sort of go about our business in a classy manner and keep our head above the water and, and keep a little bit of self-confidence and self-discipline, self-motivation, a collective team spirit um, with people who are getting supported. Um, obviously, the, the there was a, a statement last week from Card about the players, which was, which was great for the players to know that the fans... Do want them there, and 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 that, and that was a real sense. I said to the players, "Listen, people love this club. Just make sure you try and give them everything. And regardless, I've always said whether they're in the building or whether they're not in the building, people do care for Charlton Athletic. And I think I don't think anybody can question any of our players' appetite to to the game. When we lose, at least we give our all. We get a point, we give our all, and we win, we give our all. So there we go. That's Carl Robinson looking ahead to. Uh, Saturday's game with Fleetwood. Interesting, really, that he's mentioned of uh, of Card's statement there, Nath, because mm. obviously um, uh, Card released a statement last week about saying that you know they, they give their obviously their full support still to the players, but about but still wanting uh, Roland out. But he, he obviously took the positive of the fact that they 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 uh, expressing once again their full support for the for the team and for Carl Robinson. 
Yeah, um, but I mean, it's, it, there's only so much he can say, isn't there? Really, I mean, he's, he's trying to keep. I think we mentioned it something along the uh, earlier in the season, or um, of trying to keep the harmony there and trying to not dwell on that too much to try and keep it positive in the dressing room. So, um, yeah, he did touch on it, which I was surprised about because I thought you'd, I thought he would ignore it really. But um, like I said, he always says it as it is. He's always honest, isn't he? And it's all we can really hope for. But um, yeah, everyone's full support, and then hopefully we can turn it round. So hopefully nothing, it doesn't distract our. Our form's a bit bad at the moment, but hopefully this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for our form to continue to get good, but yeah. Um, obviously, uh, we, it looks like we're going to be boosted now this uh, this weekend by the returns to the squad of Mark Marshall and Ben Reeves. You know, yet to play a, a minute of league football for us, either of them. Um, but on their day, uh, we've seen them for Milton Keynes and for Bradford, how good they can be. Uh, and if, you know, of, not a full fitness and probably at maximum got 20 minutes in them each. I think mm. when you said one of them's probably only got 10 to 15 minutes in them. I don't know which way around it is. Yeah. Um, but if we are trailing on, the, or, or we need a goal from somewhere on, on Saturday and we can bring one of those two on, it's, it's going to give Fleetwood you know, the heebie-jeebies because mm. they're, they're excellent players. Yeah, like, like they've already seen both of the interviews said, you know, when you've got Reeves and Marsh on the bench and you're, you're sort of blowing with 15 minutes to go, maybe not so blowing, but you know what I mean? You, and you're the opposition, you look across and you're seeing both of those coming on, you're like, oh, you know, great. Um, but, it, you know, it's something that we haven't had We've in, in previous years. We didn't have that. We sort of had one or two players, but we never had something that sort of struck you know struck fear into other other teams and both of those can do that I mean obviously Reeves he can come off come off the left or he can play in a little hole like Billy's doing Marsh is very direct and we see loads of him last year and played very well against Mill. Um but obviously to their loss we gained him so I mean yeah two great additions they're like new signings like yeah. when Cashy come back so yeah. there's always a worry I guess though that, that we might have been tempted to rush them back and now I think I think Carl's answered that question to Richard Corley the South London Press uh, earlier today that they haven't been but that's always going to be the back of your mind because that was by the sounds of it the mistake we've made with Reeves mm. uh, playing him in the EFL Cup and the EFL Trophy games and that's sort of what set him back a bit so you hope that this time they both are really are ready for, for, for what's coming yeah, I, th- I think I think I don't think they'll rush about. I think they learned when when Cole joined, he realised there was a couple of them people that were rushed back too soon. And um, from what from previous interviews, they they seem like the the fitness guys are on top of quite a good things. You know, them talking about red zones and orange zones and whatever else, they seem to be quite on top of it. But you know, anything can happen. You know, he he could be fit and he could run out and get an, another injury on something else. So it's just it's just the way it goes. But you know, I don't think Robbo. A rush into it and 15 minutes here 25 minutes there and then we've got two weeks off haven't we so yeah. I don't know I don't know if we can try and get some sort of behind I'm sure they'll be playing in some sort of 23 game to get the minutes up and hopefully for the I don't know what the game is after that but Doncaster I think yeah Doncaster here at the Valley uh, if, if yeah in case you're missing his next week's home game against Peterborough has been uh, postponed because we've got three international call-ups in uh, Conza and uh, De Silva both got the England under 21 call-up and, and McGuinness is uh uh, is um or is is uh, De Silva with twenties? I can't remember. I think yeah, Silva's twenty. McGuinness has or gone, the way around, yeah, yeah. gone to uh, gone to Northern Ireland again. Uh, so the Peterborough game has been postponed for next week. So don't turn up for that. Um, Fleetwood are a team who's going to be absolutely brimming full of confidence after their three 0 win at Bradford on on Tuesday. But they are. I mean, they were an excellent team last year. Yeah. 
but they and they're, they've had a mixed start this year because they're, they're below us in the league. Um, but Devante Cole started on absolute fire. I think he's got seven goals already yeah. this season, uh, and and we know it's going to be a big test up there. Yeah, no, I've, I've like even though I don't like the manager that much. Um, <laughs> I think they're a very good team. I mean, last year I think we scored late on up there, and they scored late on down here, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Lee, um, Lee Novak scored against yeah, them last big season. Nose so scored. They can't be that big. He scored. He can't scored the big. other day, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he scored two already. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, we always do that with strikers, but um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's going to be a difficult side. I really do like the way they play, and they've um, they had a cut. Even though they lost, uh, who did they lose to in the summer? Striker was it Ball? Or did they game ball? I can't remember. I oh, wanted to, yeah. but yeah, they're a good, they're a good, good little, good little outfit, and uh, they play nice football. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough, especially away from home. So mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. To be honest, yeah. With right. You. This week's uh, cashy back bet. Oh, now, yeah. that, now that Nathan's back, uh, you you put it out to a caption competition this time. Yeah, because we're all useless at doing <laughs> it. So uh, yeah, I put it out there, and there was a few few good ones. To be honest, there. Were, um, but then there was one that sort of made us all tickled I mean, on the WhatsApp group. Yeah, but, so it was uh, from uh, uh, Philip Johnson. There was yeah. a, res- a caption competition of uh, Carl Robinson with his hands out uh, with all 10 fingers raised and the winning caption was, OK, that's the table for 10 for afternoon tea at the next <laughs> Charlton home game. Uh, that was planned for the Peterborough game. But obviously, that's now off. So uh, Philip Johnson won. He Therefore, he was uh, allowed to pick the uh, cashy back bet for the upbeats this week. He's gone for Josh McGuinness, first goal scorer. Charlton to win by two goals to one. It's 35 to one. Uh, so two pound fifty pays us ninety pounds for the upbeats, including our stake. Uh, if we uh, if we win that, and uh, don't forget, if you want to follow, copy our bets and don't because we're rubbish. But gambleaware.co.uk. <laughs> Probably feels one though because yeah. I ain't picked this one. If, if you're tempted to, <laughs> right, uh, Nathan, just very quickly your prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go for one uh, one one. Yeah, I've predicted 2-2. I think I'm in the programme on Saturday. So if you're going up there, you can see my beautiful face in the Fleetwood programme. Yeah, wanted. Yeah, seen this bloke. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) This has been Charlton Live Big Match Preview. We have run out of time. Nathan, great to have you back. Thanks for coming in. It's been emotional. Thank you very much. It has been. uh, I've been Louis Mendes. This has been the Big Match Preview. Hope you've enjoyed it. Let's hope that Charlton can enjoy their trip up to Fleetwood on Saturday and win us three lovely points. We'll see you here on Sunday evening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.